This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the Den. I can't believe I'm saying this. Millwall 3, Blackburn Rovers 4. Wow, speechless. Um, <laughs> I'm recording this Tuesday night. I couldn't I couldn't do this last night. I um I had to let the dust settle, get um I don't know, just let the emotion out and um try and gather my thoughts. And I, and to tell you the truth, I was probably way too drunk after drowning my sorrows to try and record it last night. But look, I'm gonna give this a go. It's uh, <laughs> Not going to be an easy one, uh, but I'll sort of give you my thoughts on where I think it went wrong. Ultimately, yesterday was a tale of two halves, wasn't it? The first half, we were fantastic. We win the half 3-1. In theory, that should be enough. And somehow, some way, and even the most pessimistic of Millwall fans, which I think I'm one of them, I don't think anyone thought, you know, we would actually go on to then concede three goals and possibly even more. Let's be honest, they could have scored more in the second half, lose the second half 3-0. And ultimately, we don't go into the playoffs and neither do they because the results elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, a, a real topsy-turvy game. And I'm sure for the neutral, it was a fantastic watch. But but for us, it went from pure jubilation and ecstasy, if I'm honest. I, I haven't felt as, as good as I did after that third goal went in in a long time down there. Um, and I thought the atmosphere in the first half was as good as it's been in a long, long time. Um, to just utter dismay and just, I don't really know how to describe how I felt at the end. Um, I'm sure there's a, a few choice words that we could all use. But look, let, 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 let's get into it as I no- normally do. I'm, I'm going to try and not treat this any differently. I'm not going to um, make any knee-jerk reactions. I'm going to try and remain impartial um, throughout this and, and we'll see how we go. Um, I will caveat, I took absolutely no notes yesterday whatsoever because obviously I was too engrossed in it. So this is just free flow. Um, and hopefully we can make make sense of it, and um, we'll um, we'll see where we end up uh, at the end of this video. I don't even know how long this is going to go. It's two minutes already. I've not even started. So look, let's get into it. Um, so first of all, I think the big the the we sort of go back in time, and I think the first thing to, to to mention is the the formation change that was enforced. So we. Obviously, off the back of the Blackpool game, we reverted to a five. It worked against Blackpool. And I think had Ryan Leonard not been injured, I don't know what the injury is, um, 
But had he not been injured, I think he probably would have main, named an unchanged side. Because Ryan Leonard does come out, he has to shuffle his pack. He can't play five at the back unless he puts Evans in at the back. Um, it also meant he couldn't change to a five at the back as, if the, as the game went on. Because, you know, let's be honest, bringing Evans on, really, he's not played much. And I, I don't think many people are a massive fan of his. But when you're trying to protect a lead, he's not really a sort of robust replacement in there. But the point is... I felt sorry for Arawit a little bit because ultimately he he, he was uh, forced into a change. And the changes he made was to uh, go to a four at the back, which meant that Danny Mack came back into Jamie Shackleton, for Jamie Shackleton. I felt sorry for Shacks because we haven't seen him in a back four. Could he play in a back four? I don't know. Obviously, Danny Mack's form has not been great. Um, and I think he was quite poor again yesterday, if I'm being really honest. Um but uh, Shaxx came out. And then the other change uh, was Ollie Burke came back in to the, into, into the starting eleven. So they were the kind of two changes, obviously, with, with Leonard and Shackleton going out. Um, and we played a, quite an attacking 4-2-3-1 uh, formation with Watmore and Burke, either side of Fleming, and then, of course, Bradshaw. So that was the lineup uh, and the bench. Um, it's a very similar bench to the one was at Blackpool. Obviously, um, with the likes of Bury and Bennett, Fogey is the attacking options. SA wasn't on the bench, which again, you know, I think will divide opinion. But um, that was the lineup for Blackburn. They um, so winless in eight coming into this game. Now, admittedly, their form was better than that record suggests. So I just want to say that if you watch the Luton game. Um, if you want, I don't know who their game was before that they played before again before that, but they've got some. They've been playing better than their form suggests. Um, but they're winless in eight, and come into this game. And personally, before the game, I, I was remotely confident that we could get the job done. I genuinely did think that. Um, you're not a Millwall fan if you don't think. We're gonna blow it, right? Let's let's be honest. That's that's just what we're all used to. Um, and I spoke to my dad after the game, and he said, you know, he's in his how long is he? He's sort of fifty five years of supporting Millwall. He's seen a lot more ups and downs than we experienced yesterday. But you know, for me, probably in my sort of 25, 26 years as a supporting the club, it's probably as as high and as low as I've I've felt yesterday. Um, the game was massive, make no mistake. But anyway, look, let's get into the game. I'm, and I'm not going to talk through every single different sort of chance and thing, but I'm going to talk through the goals. Um, and I have to say, we started like a house on fire. We absolutely started like a house on fire. We um, absolutely out of the blocks. And we, we get our goal. We get our goal on eight minutes. And uh, a long throw-in uh, from, well, I say long. Fleming's throw-ins aren't particularly long. Uh, but throwing into the box, Savile sort of flicks it on at the near post. It sort of makes its way across the box to Watmore. Superb strike, smacks it on the half volley, hits the underside of the bar, bounces out. From where I'm sitting, the play sort of continues. And it isn't until the referee throws his whistle and points to the spot that we realise it has gone over the line and we're one new up. And it was just, if I'm honest, it's what we deserved. The first sort of, honestly, the first... 20 minutes, I thought we were outstanding. We absolutely peppered them. Exactly what we wanted to see. Front foot, aggressive, pressing, intensity, everything you could possibly want. We get our goal. We're deservedly in front. Um, and, you know, uh, usually, 
I, w- I would probably caveat and say, actually, the first half of the season, we're, we're, we're notoriously good at defending leads. But to take a lead that early is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, and Blackburn do come back into it on 22. Um, uh, from I think from one of the uh, throwing for, for them as well. And it, again, it was real lethargic defending from the front. If you watch it back, Savile, Mitchell, Styles, I expect them all to get closer and do better at closing down. They don't. The young lad, Wharton, collects the ball at the edge of the box, shoots. Um, listen, we, we, we're, we're not going to go through this uh, review without talking about George Long. Um, I've only seen it back from the one angle in which I've, I've seen it back from the highlights. I couldn't bring myself to watch the whole game back. So I've only seen it live and in one other angle. And Long possibly outside from both Hutch and Cooper who do make efforts to try and get to the ball. But it's not right in the corner. Um, and I think a better goalkeeper saves that, in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say he was at fault for awful goals because I don't think he was. But I think he should do better with a, with with the first one, possibly out, um, possibly outside. But for me, he should do better, and I think a better goalkeeper does. Uh, it's one one, and it's a case of okay, how are we going to react to this? You know, what's the character, and and how they're going to react to it? And and um, there was a little bit of pressure from Blackburn, but we get the second goal, um, and we get the second goal actually from um, a break uh, from from one of their. I think it might have been one of their corners, but. The ball gets cleared and Ollie Burke does superbly. He flicks the ball over the uh, the defender um, and then he's running down the right-hand side and Watmore, like a steam train, is coming through the middle and you can see if if Burke can find Watmore, the pass is on and we're sort of, um, we're, we're in, we're kind of sort of two on one. Burke plays the ball over the top of the defender who's their, their left back, so he's not the tallest, who stretches to try and, and reach the header before it gets to Watmore. He reaches it but obviously him and his goalkeeper aren't communicating because he heads it into no man's land. The keeper's already come out, open goal. What more then? He still has a bit of work to do because the ball goes actually quite wide and the goalkeeper and defender, fair enough, they do actually get back. But what more takes his time, keeps his cool and gets, um, is, is able to get it to, to get it into the net. Um, probably the keeper should actually save. I think it goes between his legs. But we're 2-1 up, 37 minutes. Um Probably not necessarily deserving the lead at that stage, um, but we were definitely the better team. Um, maybe we did deserve the lead at that stage. Maybe I'll, I'll retract that statement. But we're two one up, and um, you know we're flying. And then two minutes later, again, Burke the ball the ball breaks from a, a wayward pass from them. By the way, I think it was their goal scorer Walton. Uh, don't know what he's doing. He passes it across uh, the, the, the the sort of sort of in between. Um, halfway in their half, goes straight to Ollie Burke. Ollie Burke just drives at the defence, drives, 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 shoots, arrow, bottom corner, 3-1 up. And I have to say, the feeling and the atmosphere after that third goal went in was as good as I remember it. Seriously, it was unreal and, and the jubilation. And you're thinking, we're 3-1 up at home. The fans are doing their bit. The players have had a great first half. Um all we've got to do is keep our shape and keep our composure and it's ours, you know. Don't even care about results elsewhere. We're winning 3-1. We're at home. You know, we, this this is it, surely. Um, and the first half, I think we we, we were deserved, deservedly in the lead. I always felt that Blackburn could, could definitely get another goal. They've got some really good players. 
And we'll, we'll come on to obviously how they score their goals in the second half, but they have got some really good players. It's not, it's not underestimate that. And, um, but half time, the three went up. I remember talking to a few people at half time and even the biggest pessimist in the room, which is usually myself, I, even I did not think we would end up losing that game at three one up. Um, and I'm sure if you did, you'd have been a very rich, rich person this morning because uh, God knows what the odds are were for that. Blackburn should have been dead and buried for me. They they couldn't get in the playoffs because of the results elsewhere at that stage. They're 3-1 down away from home into what is meant to be, you know, a, um, a fortress at the Den, which obviously I'm going to talk a bit about later, actually, in our home form. There's no way they should get back into that. And people can sit there and go, oh, God, you know, what, what was the... You know, what sort of tactical brief or, you know, team talk did Rowett give? I'm sorry, he should not need to give a team talk. We're 3-1 up at home. It is just about game management and managing that game out and not doing anything stupid. Um, in hindsight, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, one of the things that Rowett's usually good is shutting up, shutting up shop and going ultra-defensive. In hindsight, could he have packed on Shackleton? Early in the mid, you know, the second in in the second half, you know, made it made a change um, just to really sort of pack it up. We, we've defended for more than forty five minutes of a one goal lead. You know, look at Stoke; they peppered us constantly, and we managed to shut up shop. Um, he doesn't make a change, but in fairness to Rowett, he probably doesn't think we're going to concede five minutes after the restart, and we do. Um, and this one is uh, ranking Costello, so. What happens here is Savile gives away a cheap free kick. Um, massive Savile fan. Um, personally think he was player of the season. I do not think Zian Fleming was in the top two for me. Maybe third, but he wasn't in the top two. I think Savile and, and Bradders were robbed uh, of the top two. Just my opinion uh, on, on player of the season. But as good as Savile has been, makes a stupid mistake, gives away a foul, he brings down Dolan um, and... Then Brereton Diaz takes the free kick. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here with this free kick. So, first of all, there's a five-man wall with two men either side of that wall. So, it's almost a seven-man wall, but it's technically a five-man wall. By having that many people in the wall, it obviously means that unless the keeper holds it or parries it miles out, they're going to have a lot more bodies to go for the rebounds. And that's exactly what happens. It's a decent free kick. Decent save from long, but he doesn't parry it out massively far. He parries it straight to one of their players, who in fairness, Long then made a great second save. If you watch it, it's a really good instinctive save. But then the next rebound, because again, all of our players are in the bloody wall. Um, and they score a tap-in. Uh, Ranking Costello makes it 3-2. Um, and it's just, to me, again, that one, you... you Who, who sorts the wall out? The goalkeeper does. I don't know why he's put between five and seven players in that wall because of ultimately what ends up happening. I guess, again, it's hindsight. You know, if it held it or it went wide or it hit the wall, that what doesn't happen. But ultimately, by having that amount of people in the wall, you then mean that they've got a, a, an opportunity and a better chance of, 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 of uh, converting any rebounds. And they do. And it's 3-2. And from then on in, if I'm being completely honest, it was one-way traffic and Blackburn completely dominated. They made two changes at half-time. They went to a five. They brought in Therese Dolan and they brought in Callum Britton. And they went to the five. 
and they put Diaz on wide left. And I have to say, that was one of the best second half performances I've seen from an individual in a long, long time. Blackburn were brilliant, but Barrett and Diaz showed why he's worth what he's worth and why he's going to be going to Villarreal in the summer uh, for well for free. But um, he, he, he was he was a class above, and he and he ran the show in the second half. Um, and again, they revert to a five. Should we have reverted to a five? Their manager rolled the dice. Ours didn't. Um, we do make some subs. And I've seen a lot of people saying, and, and, and instinctively, I was a bit like the same. You know, why are you taking off probably your most influential two players on the pitch, which was Burke and Watmore? They scored the goals. Burke created the other one. They were playing really, really well. My assumption is they were dead on their feet. Um, reading some of the body language, it would suggest they are. We know that Watmore is not usually a 90-minute player. Burke looked like he carried an injury. And if I'm honest... Looking at Bradshaw, I also think he had a knock. So I also think those changes were enforced. We'll never know. But I'm actually not going to criticise Rowett for those changes um, because I think that at that point in the game, he's got to do something. And it's, again, damned if he does, damned if he don't. But I actually felt as though, as good as those players were, if they're dead on their feet, he has to do something. So I'm, I'm going to sort of defend him there. But, um, yeah, let me talk about the third goal. So, um, yeah, the third goal goes in on 63. Um, so this one, if I'm honest, it's probably poor closing down, but it's some nice football. You know, uh, Diaz, Smodic, Hedges all involved. I think Dolan as well. Um, and it's a good finish from Diaz curling from the right-hand side. But if you watch it, it's not in the corner. It's actually not in the corner. So... Long's positioning, if Long was in the middle of the goal and was to project himself properly, he saves it. So that, again, for me, the keeper's got to do better with uh, with, with that third goal. Um, and then the fourth goal comes, actually, if you watch it back, we're breaking. Bury's running down the left-hand side, puts a cross in, sort of rebounds out to their player. They counter and watch Diaz. Watch what Diaz does. He picks the ball inside his own half. And he, the yards, he just, he, 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 at one point, he kicks the ball 20 yards ahead of him because there's just no one there because we're trying to attack to get that, to, to get the full goal for us because ultimately we know a draw is no good. Um, it makes his way out to the right hand side. Uh, they create an overload, played across the box. It's a great ball. I think it's Smodic. And then, um, you know, Long can't do anything about this one. Um, Diaz uh, sort of passes it into into the back of an empty net on eight six minutes, and and we're losing the game, uh, you know, three four, um, and it, it's just it, it defies belief. Um, if I'm honest, at three three, I knew there was another goal in the game, and did we really create anything clear cut? We didn't. Let's be honest. Um, the only other chances that we had, I would say, Fleming had a good header in the first half, but we only had four shots on target, and we scored three of them. So. You know, um, it's it it defies belief to be honest with you how we lose that second half three 0 at home. That is unbelievable. And in fairness, they could and should have scored two more. Um, they had two other really good chances. Yes, all right. If they score these, maybe they don't score the fourth. So it's kind of a non-event. But one of the chances they have, Diaz again cuts in. Really good shot, hits the post, and then um, I think it's uh, Dolan, complete sitter. Um, 
I think the ball comes to him too quickly and he's half not expecting it. Um, and he reacts and puts it wide. And then another superb bit of defending from Malone, who's come on by this stage. Again, I think it's Diaz. Cross comes in, long in no man's land. Diaz heads it back over him. And Malone does superbly to sort of head it onto the bar and then and away. But that, that was two more clear-cut chances that Blackburn had. The only other one I can remember other than the Fleming header in the first half was the disallowed goal we had in the first half. So good free kick from Fleming. He hits the post. Bradshaw reacts first, a judge to be offside. I've watched it back. He probably was just, but it was tight. It was very, very tight, I have to say. But he probably was just. Um, but I don't think I can talk about the actual game any more than that, if I'm honest. Um, the second half performance was just, it, it just wasn't good enough. And yes, in hindsight, maybe Rowick could have made other changes, but I think fitness levels and availability of players forces his hand. And how how useful would the likes of Leonard, Honeyman be in a situation like that? Honeyman is superb at defending from the front. Murray Wallace, a bit more experience as well back there. Crest- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, you know, for me, I have to say, I think Hutch coming back into the team has weakened it. And I'm a huge Hutch fan, massive Hutch fan. And no one should underestimate the impact that he has had on this club for a number of years. But I think, I think Cresswell now is a better player than Hutch. And... Hutch is our captain, is our leader. What is going on there in terms of leadership? How are we not managing these games? You know, people have to take accountability. And, you know, the the, the leaders on the pitch, the likes of Hutch, Coops, Sav. Why Sav came off, I don't know. He was the only one actually trying to drive us forwards and, and, and give it a bit of sort of, bit of bite in the game. And he takes him off. That's the one I don't get, if I'm being completely honest. The rest I kind of get. Um, but you look to your leaders and... I think the ones on the pitch didn't do enough. And then I think, in fairness, there are players that you would want on there to manage that game. I think the likes of Leonard, Wallace and Honeyman especially would have been really, really vital in those situations. And they're just not available. Um, and you can't go through the season with the likes of, you know, Bennett and Leonard. I mean, Leonard comes back in, gives a near-on man-of-the-match performance at Blackpool. He wasn't man-of-the-match, but it was, he was good. And he's out again. How, how can you... How can you plan for things like that. Um, it was just, it was just ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. And, and the pressure got to us in the second half, clearly, because I felt like, um, and I spoke to a few people about this today as well, and they made some good points that actually, I felt like 
Blackburn played with more pressure on them in the first half, which was why they were poor. And as soon as the pressure was off them in the second half, and the managers said, go for it, just see what happens, they battered us. They absolutely battered us in that second half. We lose the game 4-3. We're at the playoffs. Um, and it is what it is. If I'm being honest, I think the right four teams have got in the playoffs in terms of ability from what I've seen this season. We're not going to like to hear that. But as I said, I, I try and remain impartial. And I think the four teams that got in the playoffs are all better than us. Um, and, and we are where we are. I think um, what I would say is seasons aren't defined by, by one game, by one half. And I still stand by what I've said for a long time, which is this group are giving everything they've got. And what they may lack in ability at times bottle, like yesterday, they don't, there's no lack of effort with this group at all. They're an honest bunch. I had the privilege of going to the end of season awards on Friday. And I can assure you they are, there isn't a bad egg there. They're a good, honest bunch. They're all working for each other. Um, and we just fall short. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves, Yes, when you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. But would we really have got further? And what would the hike have been if we had got in the playoffs? I think I'm, I'm trying to look at the blessing in disguise there, right? But it it is what it is, and, and we'll go again next season. Um, I can assure you, I'm uh, I'm as disappointed as as everyone. But I think you know, again, there's no point coming on here and blinding. Um, I think the players have have given it their all in it, and they've just fallen short and. I think the thing that just frustrates me the most is it was in our hands and to have it in our hands and to be free one up after 50 minutes with 40 minutes to go, we should be seeing that game out. Um, and I think it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think putting another central midfielder on would have been the right thing for Rowett to do. And then the players need to look at themselves in terms of game management. It's not the first time it's happened this season. Um, if you score three goals at home in a must-win playoff game, you should be winning the game. You shouldn't be conceding four goals. And a lot of the time this season, we've talked about where we needed to score more goals. In the last two games, we scored six goals. We scored three goals in each. But unfortunately, we've conceded six as well. And that's the bottom line. So, look, um, I'm not going to talk any more about the game itself. But I am going to sort of just talk a few about a few different points that um, I think just give a bit more, a bit of perspective, hopefully. And also just it, it gives it a little bit of a difference as opposed to just isolating this one game. So I just want to talk through a couple of points. Um, the first point I want to make is about the home form in general. And this is all under the umbrella, essentially, of what I think has cost us this season. So I don't think it's the players' efforts. I don't think... I'm not saying he's not made mistakes. He certainly has. Um, but I don't think it's Rowett. I think he's done a really good job with the players he's got. I don't think you'll get much more out of this group, if I'm being honest. Um, and I'm just talking about what I think is, is sort of bitterness. Um, before I do that, what I would also say is we actually finished with one point less this season than we did last season. We actually finished on 69 points last season. We actually got 68. So, yes, we finished um, a place higher. But in reality, would you say that's a year-on-year improvement? don't know. Um, the home form. So... My first point is on home form. The first eight games this season, so the first eight home games, we amassed 18 points. We won six games. We scored 14 goals and we only conceded six. All right? 
Our last eight home games, we have amassed just eight points. Just eight points. We've won two out of our last eight home games. And that is poor. That is really, really poor form. We've scored 11 goals and conceded 10. Um, two wins, two draws and four losses in our last eight games. Eight points out of eight home games is, is not good enough. And ultimately, that is a big part of what's cost us. Um, when you compare the first eight games at home and, this, and the last eight games at home, that is a, that is a big drop-off in performance. And why is that? Is that the pressure getting to us? Have we been found out of a way of playing? Um, the crowds are better in terms of you know more bodies in the stand. Admittedly, I don't think the atmosphere has, has been as good as people have said, other than yesterday. I thought the first half yesterday was electric, I have to say. Actually, I don't really like using that word. It was a good atmosphere. We'll leave it at that. But... The first, the first point I'm trying to make is is the home form. Um, that has massively dipped off. And actually, it wasn't the away form that cost us this year. It was the it was the home form. Another point I want to talk about on the home form is um, our year-on-year, year, our home form advantage. So in terms of points amassed at home versus away, we only have accrued 16% more points home versus away whereas last year it was 25% so what that tells me is two things number one it tells me that the den isn't much of a fortress as we all think it is because actually we don't actually perform that much better at home than we do away and on top of that our away form has improved but it's at the cost of our, uh, our home form so this is something I think is um is 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 really poor um and we We've actually accrued six points less this year than we did last year at home. So we've got 45 points last year at home and only 39 this year. So to summarise, our home form has not been as good as um, as it was the previous year. And a lot of that is down to the last the last part of the home home games. The first part of the home games was um, was uh, was better. So that's my first point. The second point is um, I want to talk a bit about recruitment. So I think, and this goes back to what I was saying around, I think Raul is getting a song at the players he's got at his disposal. I think our recruitment, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, well, we signed Fleming, you know, we, you know, you know, in recent weeks, you know, Berkey's looked quite good and Watmore's looked quite good and Honeyman's been a valuable addition and this and this and this. Our recruitment is not as good as the teams that finish in the top six. And I'm not just isolating the summer and January. I'm also looking at over a period of time. And this is the thing. When you look at the teams that finished in the playoffs, so you've got Middlesbrough, who um, have spent considerable amounts of money over the last two summers. Um, they brought in the likes of, they used the loan market really well, the likes of Cameron Archer, the likes of Ramsey, the likes of uh, obviously Akpom's been there a while now, but they they've used the the loan market very 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 well. Um, and then another another noticeable one is Ryan Giles, who's a who's a superb sign. I think he's on loan from Wolves, so their recruitment's been fantastic. Uh, I also hear very very good things about Michael Carrick. Um, by the way, we're at twenty nine minutes. I'm nowhere near finished, so brace yourself, guys. <laughs> um, God, I can talk. Um, Luton. Their recruitment is has been fantastic. The likes of you know Carlton Morris, Corley Woodrow, um, Nakamba on loan, um, 
drama from Leeds on like really, really good signings, really, really, really good signings that have all come in and have impacted that first team. And this is the key here. Then you look at the likes of Coventry, which their recruitment, I have to say, has been outstanding to sign the likes of Gustavo Hamer, Victor Gorkaresh and Callum O'Hare for a combined fee of under two and a half million over the last couple of years is outstanding recruitment. Bringing in the likes of um, Norton Cuffey, who was on loan at Rotherham at the start of the season, got called back to Arsenal, went back out on loan to Coventry. These are difference makers. That recruitment's outstanding. Sunderland, they've got a really unique model. But again, they spent six million in the summer and then about another five million in the summer before where they brought in the likes of Danny Ballard, two million. Uh, you know, the likes of Diallo on loan. Uh, they use the foreign market really, really well as well if you look at their recruitment. Um, and all their players, they, they have this model of signing players under the age of 25. So Ross Stewart was a good signing a couple of seasons ago. So the point I'm trying to make here is, and this is not necessarily a criticism of the club, but our recruitment overall this year has been okay. It's been better than it has been for a number of years. But when you compare us and what the differences are between us and the clubs that ultimately get in the playoffs, they have had two free windows or free seasons of good, solid recruitment. And they built this team over a bigger period of time. And I think that is what we now need to do. We need another season of good recruitment where we bring in the likes of Styles permanently. We sign another one or two Zians. And if it means we have to sacrifice someone, we do it. But we have to do this because that's what we have to do to move forwards. So I wanted to talk a bit about recruitment. And of course, the impact of that poor recruitment is ultimately in the results. So a couple of other interesting stats. Zian Fleming and Tom Bradshaw have had 35% of all of our shots this season, right? However, they've scored 57% of all of our goals. So what that tells me is that we're not getting we're we're not getting enough goals from other members of the team and what we're also not doing is the other other players that are having the shots that are not taking their chances so again it leads to a conversion problem our first choice fullbacks for the majority of the season have been Murray Wallace and Danny Mack they have one assist between them that's not good enough um again talking about year on year we've failed to score in 37% of our games this season. That is, that's, you know, one in every, more than one in every three. Conversely, the season before it was 26%. So again, that is something that's got worse over time. However, we have created more chances this season. So we've had an average of 14 shots this year per game versus 12 last year. But our conversion of those chances has dropped. So again, it all leads to the same problem. We're relying on two players to sort of summarise all these data points I'm trying to throw out, the points I'm trying to make here is our recruitment has not been good enough and it's not as good as uh, good as good as some of the other playoff uh, potential, uh, people that finish in the playoffs. We're reliant on two players that score majority of our goals and whilst we've created more chances this year, overall, our goal scoring has gone backwards. And that that is really, really key. We all thought we were too reliant on Jed Whereas this year, we've been too reliant on two players. And the reason we've been too reliant on two players is because we've only got one central striker. And ultimately, that boils back down to the recruitment. So that's, in a long-winded way, what I'm trying to get at is that the second reason for me that was as, as we've fallen down, first one being home form, second one being recruitment. The third one, I won't go into too much detail because I've already talked about it, but it's around the leadership. I think we lack real leaders. Um, and I'm not digging... 
I can't say this without it making me sound as if I'm digging him out. I'm not because I'm a massive fan, but is Hutchie doing enough in that department? I don't know. The amount of times now that these this group of players have um have, have, have bottled it. And Hutchie's the captain. And do, do you see enough from him on the pitch? I don't know what he's like in the dressing room. I, I don't know. But your leader, you're looking, you're looking for them to drag them through the scruff of the neck and to, and to really get these games won. And again, the likes of Ian Fleming, your player of the season, I'm sorry, yesterday, yes to do more. What did he actually do yesterday, apart from the free kick? He didn't turn up. And there's been too many games this season where he's not turned up. And to be a player that's going to go on and play in the Premier League, he's got to grab games like yesterday grab games like Wigan by the scruff of the neck and be like, right, I'm taking over now. Because we all know he's got the ability, so why is he not doing it? I'm not digging these individuals out. I'm just trying to kind of give a bit of a rationale as to what I think is going on. Um, we spent 126 days in the playoffs this season, only to not finish in it. Um, and it is... Uh, it's mind-boggling. It really is mind-boggling. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say, to be honest with you. They're kind of the points I wanted to get across. I just wanted to sort of give some sort of stats around some of the points that I, I wanted to raise on home form, the leadership, the recruitment, the conversion problem we've got in front of the goal. And I think another thing as well, let, let's be honest, you know, we scored a lot of goals from set pieces. I think we're a top team in the league for scoring goals from set pieces. That, again, leads to the fact that we're not taking enough chances from open play. Um, we have had our fair share of luck this season. You know, we've, we haven't conceded a red card. I'm not saying that's all down to luck. I'm just saying there's things that have gone for us this season. You know, let's be honest. I can recall three games off the top of my head where we haven't really deserved to win the game. And we have, you know, we beat, we beat Swansea at home. We should never really have beaten them. We drew with them away. We should never really have got a point. We beat Reading away and we were abysmal. Uh, we beat Preston at home. Were we really that much better than them or did we just take sort of two real key chances? Um, and now we got a point at Luton and we were ever 2 up, I don't know. So I think we've ridden our luck at times um, and I think ultimately to still finish in the top 10 with this group of players over the course of the season and if, if we hadn't have been that close to the playoffs, I think we'd all look at it and go, you know what, it's not bad. But to be that close... And for us to give it away and throw it away, and let's be honest, we have. Um, it just feels. It, it just feels. Um, well, you know how it feels because you'll feel it too. So, yes. So, look, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to do individual player ratings. As I said, I think you know. I think um, for me, Fleming's got to do more. I'd have taken him off yesterday. I'm, I'm assuming that. The players, attacking players he did bring off were, were dead on their feet and they couldn't continue. But in terms of impact on the game, and it was another game, I think, where the game passed Fleming by. I think we need a new goalkeeper. Um, I have been quite balanced in my views on George Long, but I think now is time. And it clearly isn't Bart because there's, for whatever reason, whether his knees have gone or he's not the same player or what, I don't know what's going on with Bart. But he's clearly not coming back into the team and he's, he's obviously going to be a number two. So... I think we need to be signing a new goalkeeper in the summer. And I feel really, don't really like digging individuals out, but he's not good enough for this level, I don't think. And there's a reason why he's never been a number one at this level. Um, and we move on. So, look, let's not take the game in isolation. We're all really disappointed. But I think over the course of the season, a top eight finish isn't bad. 
I think recruitment has a lot to answer for. We need a couple more windows of really good recruitment where we sign a few players. Maybe we have to give a sacrificial lamb away and, and, and sell someone. Um, the home form needs sorting out. And I think we also need to look at some of the leadership in the group and think about how we add some more of those attributes to the group in the summer. So I'm going to leave it there. I have gone on. I want to say um, it was really nice to speak to a couple of people that, that watched the channel yesterday. So Alex and Daryl, really nice to meet you yesterday. And um, hope you um, hope you're feeling a bit better about it today. As 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 as, uh, as I say, as I am, I'm not. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get over it. And um, feel sorry for the misses, if I'm honest. <laughs> but um, look, I'll leave it there. I've definitely rattled on, but this one was difficult to do. I had a few notes on some of the stats, but in terms of the game and kind of. This flow, I didn't really know it was going to go. So this is this has gone 38 minutes. I'll leave it there. Thanks as always for watching. Um, I might do, I've kind of done bits of it today, but I might do like an overall season review at some point when I can sort of digest and sort of strip all of the emotion back. I might do that. I'll see, I'll see how it goes. But I just want to thank each and every single person that has has listened to me this year. Honestly, the the support has been overwhelming and I might not get everything right. It's just an opinion. And the fact that you guys actually want to sit and listen to it is, it, it genuinely, hand on art means a lot to me. So thank you. And to see how this particular sort of videos and things have evolved over the course of the season, they went from sort of a, a five minute rant that I posted straight to YouTube, standing outside the pub or in the car on the way home to what is now sort of 30, 40 minutes of, of deep analysis, frying all sorts of stats at you. So thank you so much for listening. And look, Let's uh, we win together and we lose together, and it wouldn't be Millwall if these sort of things wouldn't happen. And let's be honest, we're all going to be back there in August cheering them on. So, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of uh, your summer or when it bloody starts. And um, I'm sure there'll be a few more videos out at some point over the summer. But thank you all very much. And uh, yeah, bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.